Hey y'all, and welcome to episode five of Deliberate and Doing It Afraid. My name is Jamila Reddy, and this is a podcast about the journey towards my best life and the lessons that come from it. Thank you sincerely for being here. So as you know, the name of this podcast is Deliberate and Doing It Afraid. And whenever I prepare to record an episode, I think, okay, what is something that I am doing deliberately and afraid? What is something that I'm currently navigating that I'm doing with a great deal of intention um, and that there's still some fear that I'm facing and some courage that I'm cultivating around this particular experience? The thing that's been coming up for me this week um, that I'm doing on purpose and afraid is my Finsta. I just released a Finsta account, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the lingo, a Finsta is like an alternative Instagram account. I think it stands for a fun Instagram or maybe a fake Instagram, but basically it's an alternative account that you use to share content that you wouldn't post on your main page for whatever reason. And I posted this week, yesterday, two days ago, um saying that I have an alternate account and it will be visible to people who identify as queer, trans, gender non-conforming, black, indigenous, or people of color. Um, and I got so much positive feedback from that post because what it brings up for people, this idea of having an alternate space that is not for everyone brings up something that a lot of people who are light workers and healers are gonna face, which is having a niche audience and the reckoning that you are not for everyone and that your medicine is not going to be healing for everybody in the same way. And when I think about my audience, I'm not really thinking about people who are watching me. It's not like a TV audience where you know I'm imagining y'all on one side of the screen just gazing at my content. Really, I'm thinking of people who are in alignment with my idea of how I want to show up in the world. People who see themselves in me. And we reflect each other through our desires and through the things that are important to us. And also through our lived experiences. And so part of creating the Finsta for me, having this alternate account, is that I need a space where I can just be. And I don't have to pretend or perform. I don't feel the same pressure to show up and to be polished or to be professional. Because I know that when when these folks, when the people that I have invited to share this private space with me, I know that when they see me, they see themselves. And so I have no doubt that they are going to see me with compassionate eyes and that they're going to see me with empathy and they're, go- they're going to gaze lovingly. Oh, yes, Carmen. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. This is from real auntie behind the scenes right now. Okay, and we're back. So the people that are... Um, that I've allowed to follow my alternate um, alternate Instagram account, I trust I trust that their gaze is loving, and that is something that is a trauma for me. That I have a trauma around being othered, being the only black person, being the only black queer person in a space for so much of my life, 
for so many of my formative years, I was what we call in the South, a fly in the buttermilk. I felt really not like the people that were around me. I was in, you know, I did like ballet classes and I was in the children's choir and I was on the swim team and I was, you know, I did theater. And not that any of these things are inherently white, but I just found myself in white spaces a lot. And y'all, that created a lot of complexes for me that I'm still unlearning. Um, and I, my impulse in those spaces growing up as a kid was to either overperform because I wanted to prove myself of worthy of having access to a space where I was unlike everyone else. I wanted to say, look, I, I know some of you might have doubts about whether or not I deserve to be here, but I'm just like you. I wanted to be excellent or I wanted to fit in. Um, and on the flip side, if that wasn't my desire, I wanted to disappear. I just wanted to fade into the background and to not have everybody looking at me and to just feel like I was a part of the crowd. Um, and so those are two patterns of behavior that I practiced over and over and over and over was either perform or hide, perform or hide. And I'm still shaking that. I'm still working through that. I'm still letting go of perfectionism and I'm still letting go of um, this impulse to hide, um, to kind of stay in the background and to not share my voice and to not speak up and to just kind of be comfortable fading um, into, into the back. Like that is something that I constantly have to push up against and say like, no, my voice is too important. You need to speak up. You need to put yourself front and center. You need to let people see you um, but not in a way where I feel like I have to show up in any kind of way, but just in a way that I am also fed and nourished by letting myself be seen. So in this process of having this Finsta, I've only had it for a few days, but it's bringing up some really important messages for me and some really important reminders that I wanted to share with you. Um, and the biggest one is that it's okay to create a container for yourself. Um, and I think about a lot of people who are healers and light workers, a lot of people who give of themselves for the greater good and, you know, with the intention of helping and healing other people. A lot of those people have practices that are just that, their practices, there's containers, there's a beginning and an end, there's a space that they do the work within. Um, so some of the examples are a yoga practice. Yoga, when you show up to your mat, even the physical mat becomes the container. It is where you are for this very moment and in this moment you are practicing sinking your breath with your movement, you're practicing being present, you're practicing stretching yourself. That it's the, the practice of yoga is a container for how you want to show up in the world. Meditation, you are practicing presence, you are practicing connection to yourself so that when you're not sitting down on your meditation pillow, you have access to the, the parts of you that you cultivated in that container. Kink is another one that I'm probably going to do an episode about because I'm super into, I'm super into, I recently, as of a few weeks ago, I guess this is what a quarantine will do to you, um, but I've been thinking a lot about kink and just thinking a lot about the things that bring me pleasure that I've had shame around. 
um, and seeing kink for the first time as an opportunity to have a container for exploring the parts of yourself that might not be able to come out all the time. And so play and having a scene or going to a party, the, there's a beginning and an end. There's an on and an off. There's a, let's start the scene um, that there's, there's boundaries that you get to work within and you get to play within and learn within. Um, and so for me, having this account where I feel like I'm talking to family, I'm talking to people who feel like my kindred, they feel like my siblings, like I feel like I don't have to contextualize certain things, I don't have to, um, I don't have to show up in any particular way. I know that I am loved and I know that I am valued and it's a container for me that I feel like I can practice showing up in the fullness of myself. I can practice showing up as authentically and as vulnerably um, and as complex as I am. I can show my, you know, thoughty, sexy, um, slutty side and I can show my spiritual side and I can show my intellectual side. And I don't have to worry about confusing people because I know, I know from experience that um, QTPOC are some of the most complex beings on the planet. We hold so much complexity. And so I feel like, yeah, I just feel like people get it in a different way. And it gives me permission to just show up in my complexity and, and to do that in a space where I know that I'm going to be received well or that I'm going to be received, period gives me the builds the muscle gives me the I, I strengthen my capacity to be able to do that in any space um, and and I'm allowed I'm allowed to give myself containers for me to do work in a way that feels safe that I don't have to you know throw myself into the lion's den of social spaces that don't feel comfortable for me just so that I can say I'm practicing showing up authentically like nah um, I'm not about to inflict harm upon myself because honestly, it is it is harmful um, to constantly be in spaces where I feel like I'm not seen fully. Like it's just exhausting, and um, yeah. And so I I feel like yeah, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to take a break from that, and I'm allowed to actually give myself the gift of the opposite of that. Um, and so are you. So I want to leave y'all with three prompts, um, some things that can get you thinking about how to show up more authentically in your own life and about creating safe spaces for you to express your fullness. So the first question or the first prompt is around whom do you feel most yourself? Who are the people that make you feel like you can just take off your mask, that you don't feel like you have to perform, you can be your full self, you can say anything, you can show up in any way, and you feel like those people are still going to love, value, see, and respect you. Who are those people? And maybe those people are people you haven't spoken to in a while, or maybe it was a time from your past. Just call to mind the conditions, the sort of social conditions that enable you to function at your fullest, truest self. And the part two to that prompt is to check your calendar. Like, see if you are giving yourself permission to be in spaces where you can show up as your full self. And right now, those might be virtual spaces, but that's okay. 
you showing up in the in the fullness of your truth is healing medicine for you and you need to be giving yourself permission to have access to that medicine so figure out who are your people who do you feel really safe and comfortable around who do you feel most authentic most aligned with your truth around and are you making intentional space are you making intentional efforts to occupy those spaces The second prompt that I want to leave you with is, what is one part of you that you might explore or cultivate if you had a safe space or a container to do so? And maybe that's something that you were interested in as a kid that you haven't really thought about or you haven't really investigated in your adult life, or maybe it's something that you've always been curious about but you've never really had the time and space to explore it. What is something that is kind of hidden within your inner life that is wanting to come out and play that would do so if it had a playground, right? Like what is that part of you that is laying dormant that just needs a container to feel safe to come out? Um, It's like if you're letting a puppy out, um, you know, you don't want to let the puppy out in the yard with no fence and then it runs into the street, right? You want to make sure that you have some kind of boundary so that the puppy can come out and explore and play and run around without getting hurt. You need to create the same thing for yourself. Finally, I want you to ask yourself the question, Who am I uniquely equipped to serve? I want you to think about the experiences that you've had, the identities that you claim. What are the things that make you uniquely equipped to reach a certain group of people? And who are those people? What do you have that they need from a teacher, from a guide, from a mentor, from um, a healer, right? Like, Who are the people that only you can reach because of your experiences, because of who you are? You have magic that is unique to you and that is unique to the people who are going to experience it. And so it's okay for you to give it directly to the people that you want to give it to. Um, You have choice, you have agency, and you have power in the things that make you unique. And so don't be afraid of having a niche audience, right? Like niche just means that you're talking to people who really need what you have to offer and who are ready to receive it from you. And so it's okay to have a niche audience. It's okay to have your audience be small, quote unquote small, Um, that it's not about numbers, right? It's not about Um, the amount of followers, the number of people who get what you're saying. What's about is the quality, the quality of of healing that you bring, that you create um, from from your uniqueness. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful to have you listening, to have you sharing your time and your energy and your heart and your brain space with me. Thank you for your willingness to learn and to pause, to slow down. Um, I'm really grateful for you, for real. <laughs>